Welcome back, everybody. Happy Monday. Last day of August. The last day of August. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 10 of the Below Average Joe's UFC podcast. Double digits. Double digits. And where we are... We're really out here. We're recapping Saturday night's fights. Yes. UFC Vegas 8. Yep. Um, But first, Dom, how are we doing? You know, it was a good weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting fight card we got to see, to say the uh, least. I, I would say that's a good way to put it. Um, but overall, good weekend. Mm-hmm. Laid back, relaxed. Mm-hmm. You? I felt better. You felt better. <laughs> I'll, I'll be but honest, the Sunday scaries are, they're setting are a little live right now. Hey, but you've probably felt worse. I have felt worse. There we go. There we go. <laughs> it's just, all the positives here. We're on. just thriving right now. Even though we're below average. We're all, you know, we're keeping life I'm definitely average. feeling that average right now. I, uh, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not at peak performance right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I had an interesting night, to say the least. Yeah. But. What are you, you going to do? You live and you. You live and learn, hopefully. Oh, I'm just going to say you live. Because <laughs> I've done this to myself too many or times. Or in your case, potentially, on that night, barely living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, well, <laughs> we digress. But before we get to the fights, it's the news. The news. We only have one fight. There's only one. About. There's only one thing. It's only one fight. This will about. be the shortest timestamp on <laughs> yeah. this episode. But it's a it's a big fight. I agree. This so is. on October 17th, it's been confirmed that we will be seeing Jessica Andrade, the former strawweight women's champion. Who She's, we saw at UFC yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, if you haven't listened to our podcast mm-hmm. on UFC Cleveland, pause this episode and go listen, then come back. Or no, no, no. Like you say, probably finish this one, then go back. You're just confusing everybody. Now. Ah, anyway, we <laughs> talked about her in our Cleveland throwback. <laughs> yes, 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 we did. Uh, she's officially making that jump to uh, flyweight at 125. Yeah, she's going down. She's going down? Wait, no, she's <laughs> she going up, you mean. It's Again, it's the whole straw and fly thing. You know, oh, yeah, it's you're really getting look. to me. Yeah, well, she's I, going up. I don't know why you keep bringing well, it up. This will be, there's four women's weight classes. She's been in three of them now. This will be her third. Gosh, just pick can, one. Can I finish the, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just pick a weight class. She's officially making the move to flyweight. Yes. 125 pounds. 125 pounds. pounds. To take on a former flyweight type of challenger in Caitlin Chukagian. Yes. Who took down the champion's sister. After she lost to the champ. Yeah. Shevchenko sisters, by the way, yeah. if you're confused. So, Dom, break it down for the people. I see a... Well, at first I was going to say I see a lot of wrestling playing out in this one. Because mm-hmm. we know Andrade's super powerful and can wrestle, has good jiu-jitsu. Caitlin Chukagian, known for how good she is wrestling. But Andrade can hit pretty hard now. Yes, she can. She can hit pretty it, hard. I implore everyone to go check out her win against Karolina Kovalkiewicz because, yep. my lord, <laughs> was that like watching a car accident. She sent her into another like, dimension. You can't look away, but you're just like, oh, yeah. it's just so sad. To the sweetest woman. Yeah, what... such a sweet girl, sweet little Polish girl, right? And uh, she just got battered on the feet. Something you do not see... Much of in the women's divisions, not knockouts like that. No, not unless you're not like a one Amanda, punch. Not unless you're like in Amanda yeah. Nunes or something, or even Valentina for that matter. But you know um, what intrigues me most about this uh, matchup between Andrade and Chukagian? What is it? I think Chukagian is going to look significantly larger, like lengthwise. She's yes, going to be significantly longer, significantly taller. The thing about Andrade is she is very compact. Yes, She's very like short, short, stocky. Short, stocky, like not very long arms yeah. or legs or anything. Um, Chukagian's got much more of a, a uh, what's a thinner build, I guess, or a longer yeah, build. Yeah, very long. Like, yeah, she She's going to have limbs, a big reach advantage. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Really, though, if you look at it, Chukagian's the number one ranked right now yeah. at uh, flyweight. Andrade is number two at strawweight. Yeah. So really, this is kind of a number one contender. Yeah, oh, I easily think Andrade could come in, win, and get the next title. Yeah, fight. if Chukagian wins, I feel like they probably put her up against Cynthia Calvillo, who also just recently made the Ooh, jump yeah. and beat Jessica I. So that's kind of why she's there. But... Um, Ultimately, yeah, like there's you're starting to see some some contenders pop up in that division now, mm-hmm. like towards the top. Like, no longer is Just Guy. <laughs> She's top five still, but yeah. you know, Just Guy, she ain't gonna be a champ. It's just 
And I don't think I, I can't necessarily sit here and say I think a fight, a rematch with uh, Valentina would go well for Chikagian, but um, I'd love to see it. It's just like, I'd love to see Valentina versus Andrade. That fight excites me a lot. The rest of the division is really competitive, and then there's Valentina at champ. Yeah, it's, it's, you know it's like I mean? light heavyweight. You it's know? like there's like, really levels to it. It's this. like light heavyweight. John Jones left, and all of a sudden now it's like that's the most exciting division yeah, right now. Yeah. But uh, overall, I'm very excited. I, I love Andrade. Andrade and Valentina, like you said, that would be yeah. interesting. Like, I'm not saying I would pick Andrade to win, but it would at least be an exciting fight, I think. Yeah. Andrade, she gets, she's shout so, out to her. She just like. She's like a bulldog, man. It's kind of she reminds me. It's like I've said these similar sentiments about like uh, Paulo Costa, where it's like they're like Terminator, basically. They just yeah, keep she walking just keeps you down. coming, dude. You know, because like you said, she's stocky. She's not usually gonna have a reach advantage over any of her opponents. She has to close the distance. Yeah, even like her usually, against Joanna. Her, her way of closing the distance is just hit me. Yeah, hit she'll me, run, throw overhooks, keep, yeah, take you down, or just land a shot. And hurt I mean you. that that when she won the belt. She was going for a takedown, yeah, and slammed Rose. And was getting on her, beat up in that yeah, fight. Yeah, a fight she was being dominated. Yeah, literally just picks up Rose and slams her on her head, knocking her out instantly. Yeah, and those two just put on an incredible yeah. fight, fight island performance. Fight, fight island. island was a great fight. Shout out Rose. Shout Rose. out Rose. Rose got the win back, but uh, I, I like this move for Andrade. I'm a little surprised by it because she still is like definitely at the top of the heap in 115, but. This it might be, be a like, top weight cut. I don't know. Well, this could be like the perfect uh, middle ground for her. She's right. tried out 135. She was clearly, she was competitive still. But she was just a But she was just small. small. Then she goes to 115, becomes the champ. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, you know, she's yeah, I mean, to, be fair, to get back there. So she was being dominated by Rose before ultimately getting to win yeah. and becoming champion. But then her first title defense is in China against Weili Jiang. And based on what you all know about Wei Li, was that forty-two seconds? Forty-two second knockout where she, Wei Li pommeled just her. pommeled her, and that's a tough-ass chick. And Wei Li's shots look—you could just tell they, yeah, they hurt. Wei Li is awesome, dude. So I guess in a way, it's like maybe she feels like this is the. And I guess it makes sense. Like you know, she lost to Rose. She probably would have lost the first fight if it had, you know, yeah, could if. If that hail mary of a slam didn't happen, yeah, might as well try. She lost the way Lee. Like she's kind of, it, she's like, it, it looks like the writing's on the wall there that she's kind of stuck in like a purgatory type mm-hmm. situation, where she'd probably be matched up with someone like Tatiana, maybe Nina, or if Joanna's still fighting. But yeah. you know that Joanna fight for her didn't go too well the first time. Yeah. So um, I'm very excited to see it's what happens here. It's an intriguing move, and I'm excited for that division to gain someone like her with that credibility. Yeah. Um, it gives Valentina another challenge to potentially take on. Yep. So I'm, I will be rooting for her in that fight with Chukagian. I'll say that, but uh, no, no slight to Caitlin. I'm just, for sure. just I, I do love me some Jessica Andrade. Yeah, that's but, a uh, fun one. Yeah, that's happening on October 17th, so that will be a fight night. I feel like we've announced one other fight for that card, but I just don't. Yeah, remember I'm losing track right now. But, uh, but yeah, uh, that's I'd all say t- that's like a co-main probably. Yeah. Ultimately, though, that's the news. That's it. And now we move on to recapping Saturday's fights. This is true. So, overall, Dom, what was kind of your thoughts on this card? The prelims were better than the main main Uh, card? The prelims blew it away, and the main card kind of stunk up the joint maybe a little bit. Yeah, like... I don't, I don't want to say it was. St- I don't. I don't think. It was, I think it was just. Again, we're not like we're fine with decisions. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's it's like when you see, it's one thing if you get like two in a I, row. I've said it where it's like the one sided fights. Like they usually are the most boring. Yeah. Unless you're someone like, uh, who's our man with the camo shorts, Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, like yeah. that man when he was dominating Charles Rosa, that was exciting. Yeah, like but, if you're just like point fighting a decision, then it's kind of boring. But if you're dominating. It's an exciting decision, or if it's a back and forth, then obviously it's exciting. Mm-hmm. So for this main card, the first two decisions were fun. Like, Lamas and Algio, great fight. That was a great fight. Grasso and Kim, great fight. But then the mm-hmm. last two, which are obviously huge fights, they were just... Yeah, I guess I shouldn't. I guess I shouldn't say like it was a stinker of a like. No, overall, like it was still pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. From top to, I mean, if you're counting the, unfortunately, we'll get the the elephant in the room. Um, the fight we predicted to be fight of the night didn't happen. Magomed 
Ankuleva and Jan Kudaleva uh, was scrapped again. Apparently, Kudaleva tested positive for COVID again. Again, twice in like three weeks. So um, hopefully he recovers and yeah. we are, we are able to see that fight. But can uh, I just say, two fight night previews in a row, the fight we predicted as the fight of the night yeah. has not happened. Yeah. So. Basically, what we're saying is we're done doing fight night previews, and yeah, what we're saying I'm just is kidding. we're I'm, cursed. Yeah, so hopefully we're, fu- that, we're fucking cursed. Hopefully, Dom. this Friday we get our fight of the night. To Nobody's happen. ever gonna want to come on this podcast because it's literally like just it's fucking voodoo shit. Anyways, but <laughs> that fight didn't happen. Yeah, so only four fights on the main card. That's always sad. Yeah, but if they deliver, then it's cool but unfortunately like these fights have kind of left a little something to be desired especially in the two big yeah matchups yeah. but i guess we'll start with ricardo lamas and bill algio the first fight of our main card what um, a fight what a fight and lamas um, has still got some gas man in the bill tank. algio proved something to me though he proved that he can definitely be in the ufc he's ufc yeah. level talent even though technically after this fight he's zero and two in the promotion so. yeah if you include the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender fight. But I think he'll definitely stay with the organization, I'd have yeah, to imagine. But Ricardo Lamas looked good, man. He, yeah. he looked like he definitely didn't look rusty or mm-hmm. anything. Um, it was a very back and forth. Yeah. All three rounds, like trading big shots, a lot of grappling, like technique and changes throughout the ground. Yeah, you just and, saw a lot in this yeah, fight. It was, it was a lot, it was a lot of action. It was very exciting, though. I was I was happy to see it for our boys. but And really, what it came down to, um, Algio would have won the fight, but Lamas had a 10-8 in the third round, and that's what won it. Huh? It was a 10-8, I think, in the third round. Right, but the, the decision was 29-27, unanimous. Yeah. Wait. You said that Lamas got a 10 8. Or wait. Round. Yeah. So, yeah. It would have yeah, been 20. Had, it that's been what I'm saying. He lost. He was losing. So, like, they had him down, so he got 9 9. But then he won. He got 10. Oh, God. Forget it. I'm confused. You're confused. Wait, help okay, me. Okay, okay. Help me. Hold on. Hold help on. me. Hold on. So, 29 27 was the official score. Right. So, if. So you're saying that they gave Algio a 10-8 in the third round, or they gave no, no, no. Lamas? I thought Lamas got a 10-8. Okay, Lamas got a 10-8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So therefore, if he gets, if he doesn't get a 10-8 and it's a 10-9, it's 29-28 Lamas still. Oh yeah. Okay. So either way, Lamas was gonna win. Either way, okay. I had my math messed up. Yeah. You Thanks def- for coming to the rescue. You definitely fucked up there. Yeah, okay. Aid man. <laughs> the last time I took a math class was like four years ago. Okay. Give me a break. You want to continue with the breakdown, or do you want to take a second? You can go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so uh, overall, I'm happy to see Lamas back in there and get a dub. Uh, he did hint at the after the fight that um, this might be it for him. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we're gonna respect that decision and not matchmake not match here. Make. Um, but overall, like if he does decide to like come back for another fight, I'd definitely love to see him get somebody in the. Top fifteen or so, and I and I would like to see Algio come back. Yeah, I think somebody. I think he will. The fact that he stepped up, yeah, and delivered a great fight—the fight of the night, according to UFC. Yeah, and it will be probably it's my. Yeah, fight they of the got night. the official fifty k bonus. Yeah, and so. it's definitely my fight of the night for the four fights we're talking about. But yeah, I have overall his fight of like, well. um, yeah, really awesome to see that, and uh, I hope we get to see him again. But if not, I understand he's thirty eight, going to be thirty nine here yeah. soon. So it's like, can he really make it all the way to the top? You know, nah, like, I mean, he never really was. I mean, yeah. he was definitely a top five guy back in his heyday. But yeah. um, you so know. it's like, do you want to put multiple years on your career just to try again, or do you go out on I, top? I, man, and win? I, it's always tough when you really break down like the anatomy of a fighter, right? Because yeah. think about it, you know, you. You're someone, like, we'll be talking about Robbie Lawler later. Yeah. He's a guy that's hanging around number 14, 15 in the welterweight division. Yeah. Like, this idea that it would take you probably two years of winning straight to get back to maybe earning a title fight against someone like Usman. Yeah. Or Colby, who you had already fought. Is it worth it? Like, it's, yeah. And you're, like, going to take damage along the way. Yeah. So, so you got to think, like, long-term It's a big investment to have to make, a very risky one at that. 
But, so uh, why not go out on top? Yeah, he's literally fought everybody there is to fight. Yeah, I mean, there's a new crop in that division, so yeah. he, there's some exciting matchups for him. But um, he's definitely like one of the old guard of the yeah. the OG featherweights yeah, that came sure. over from WEC. But uh, yeah, overall good fight. Um, moving on from there, women's flyweight fight. Alexa Grasso got the decision win, thirty twenty seven on all three scorecards. Yes, she did. Uh, and her debut at flyweight, actually, uh-huh. going up against Ji Yun Kim, who was number fourteen ranked. This so, was a great fight. Yeah, Dom. Take, I really take. enjoyed watching this fight. I thought it was okay. A couple like takeaways. It was a lot. Of, it was literally a pure striking battle, so it was very back and forth, which was fun. Kim, and this was like I, I write my notes round by round, so this is like as I'm thinking. Right. But when the fight first started, Kim was, like, significantly larger, like, taller and just thicker in general. So I was like, hmm, this might be tough for Grasso because she's not that big. You know, no. she's tiny. She's right. coming up from 115. Um, but I still, I agreed with the judges, so I had a 3-0 as well for her, so 30-27. Um, Grasso had a lot of speed in her hands, which I thought was nice. Um, and they talked about it a lot on the broadcast as well. And while still having the speed, she had more power. Like, she was landing good shots. Obviously, there wasn't, like, a KO or anything. But she was landing a lot of significant strikes, which I thought played a big factor in her getting the 3-0. And even throughout the third round, she still looked strong, and that's when she really started to pull away, I thought. I was impressed. This was actually my fighter of the night for the main card. Alexa Grasso was my fighter of the night last night. I, I was very impressed, and I think she's kind of proven that she can hang with at that weight class. Yeah, now. I mean, that's really all I can even say about it. I think you definitely had more takeaways than I did. I just looked at it like, oh, it was a solid fight. Mm-hmm. And good for her getting that win. Um, I'm curious who you think is next for her in that division, because now, you know, you would assume she'll at least be ranked, what, 14th, because that's where Kim was. Yeah. So. Um, where would she be fighting next? I actually just want to see her fight the very next spot up. So I want to see her fight Antonina Shevchenko, the sister right. of uh, Valentina Shevchenko. I think that would be a very interesting fight. Another fight where she would be outsized. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's proven that uh, she's okay with being smaller, you know, because she looked good last night again. She was, uh, I think she's only like 5'2", five, 5'3", five, and Kim was 5'7". So there was a significant size difference. And Antonina, if I'm not mistaken, is larger than Valentina is, at least height-wise. Valentina's probably got more of, like, the muscular build. Mm -hmm. But I think that would be a fun fight, and it makes sense, assuming, again, she beat number 14. So she's probably going to come in and take the 14 spot, and Antonina's 13. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely like that fight. I I was looking up while you were talking to see if uh, Shevchenko had a fight booked. I think she does. Does she? I don't know that. I feel like I saw Doesn't that, that see I know I feel like I saw because I swear thing. it was on one of those really big news weeks for us so yeah. we scrapped it yeah but I I couldn't find she anything may have another she call. said she wants to be on uh 255 that was like two weeks ago she said she wanted to be on that card with her sister I so, couldn't find anything for sure but I do like that fight but really I think from 11 down you can yeah I was gonna say honestly like if she can't get Shevchenko because I would assume maybe she gets to fight one more time yeah maybe yeah so, you know, number 12 is Montana De La Rosa, or, you know, Alexis Davis is ranked number 11. That's a bet. So, I don't want to go as far as number 10, because that's Macy Barber, but she tore ACL, yeah. so she's on I the mean, bench. I mean, even if you want to do 15, Jillian, uh, yeah. I almost said Gillian. Well, she's coming off a good win, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, so. I mean, that might be a good fight to make right yeah, there. Yeah, anyone from 15 to 11, I think, makes sense. Yeah, agreed. And then, uh, this is where I'm going to stop talking, because this next fight really hurt me. Oh, well, I guess, oh, we should probably, while we're going through this, I predicted Ricardo Lamas by decision. Oh. And you had Algio, right? I had Algio, yeah, second round submission. Second round submission. So, so yeah, that was definitely a risky pick on your yeah. part. You made it such, uh, so I, I definitely got you the You got that there. one. And then I think we both predicted Grasso Kim fight. I said that was the easiest yeah. one to pick. I said decision. So we both got that yeah. one. And then uh, this next one, though, I definitely did not get this one. And I nailed this one on the head. Did you say decision? I couldn't remember. Not as dominantly as it happened. Uh, yeah, so uh, Neil Magny uh, picked up a very impressive and very dominant <laughs> yeah. decision win over Robbie Lawler. And his... I'll go as far as to say best performance of his career. Yeah, I yep. would agree. But go on. Um, 
Yeah, man, it was uh, it was tough as someone who's such a big fan of Robbie Lawler to watch. But my biggest takeaway wasn't that like Robbie looked bad. It just looked like Magny just had it yeah. that night. Don't get me wrong, Robbie didn't look good. Yeah, he only threw seventeen total strikes in three rounds. Yeah, in fifteen minutes of action, seventeen strikes. Yeah, total strikes landed. Neil Magny, one hundred and twenty-one. Yeah, Robbie Lawler, seventeen. Yeah, and for someone like Robbie, who's always prided himself on being just like a brawler, essentially, yeah. and like going in there, and his whole game plan was shut down. Yeah, Neil just Neil just looked on another level. He really did. Um, he looked great, and I I think it's definitely like what we were saying in that prediction video where I said. You know, once he gets that hype, this is like the, this next this fight. Next this next fight for him is literally going to be: is he? Get, is are you for real this time? Yeah, yeah. It's like the third time we've dealt with this, so I'm very interested to see what's next for him. For Robbie, though, I'm going to start there. Robbie, I think is uh, I think he's done. I, I think in his heart he's not done, but I think he needs. See, to, what's funny he is needs to I don't think his I don't even think it's like his body that's like giving up on him. I think it's his mind. Like yeah. I think he, for me, when I'm I, I never like to um, overextend uh, my boundaries here and like assume what's going on in a fighter's head or in their personal life or whatever. But when you have a style like Robbie, that's a straight up brawl type style. And you're only able to throw 17 strikes in three rounds. Yeah, it tells me that there's something going on in his head that's like he's a little too. I think why ever, isn't he pulling the trigger? Yeah, I think it's ever since that uh, Tyron Woodley loss. Well, um, and now it's like the same thing's happening with Woodley. It's weird. Yeah, because so, like he's been saying, like, why can't I pull the trigger? Yeah, I think there's something going on. I think his confidence is probably low. That's his fourth straight loss. Oh yeah. I mean, really, though, not even with the Woodley fight. Like you, I think that Ben Askren fight might have took a lot out of him because that was a fight he was looking great in, and yeah. then he just, all of a sudden, it's over. Lost Bulldog chip. Taken away from him. I, I just, that because right after that's when you had the Covington fight, and that was like a Well, slump. now we're talking two back-to-back where he just got outclassed. outclassed yeah. Yeah. That's um, where I think the problem is. I hate to see it, man, but that dude, uh, that dude's given a lot to the sport. He has. He's, he's been in wars, Does fighting Does he really have years. anything else to prove? And I think that was um, a lot of people's thoughts before this fight, was yeah. that Robbie maybe is in that situation of once you're the champ, like, and then you lose it, what's next? Like, okay, you've already been on top. Yeah, and he did a thing that a lot of people don't do. He not only won the belt, but he defended it multiple times. In so fight like, of the years. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I am, I love the hell out of Robbie. Lawler the story, for like done. he should have never been champ. No, if but you looked at where his did. career tra- yeah. trajectory, you know, he starts in the UFC as this like hot young up and coming kid that's like got like metal for hands. Yeah, the and fight stuff. with him and uh, Nick Diaz. Yeah, um, and then he kind of was like a hype train derailed. Because that Diaz fight, um, he he was trading wins and losses, ends up leaving the UFC, um, eventually makes his way to Strike Force, where we talked about he it. Had a our, negative. He went record. like three and five in the promotion. Yeah. So everybody thought he was like kind of done. He somehow goes to the UFC, and ends what up, a run! Yeah, he beats like Matt Brown. He loses to Johnny Hendricks in the first fight, a really close fight for the belt after GSP leaves the division. Then he ends up winning it in a rematch and um, goes on to have two straight fight of the year winners. Yep. Uh, one against uh, Rory McDonald, who he had beat just like a year before yep. that in order to get him a title shot. Kind of forgetting the, yeah. where these fights line up. But the second fight, which is maybe the best fight in UFC history, maybe the best title fight in yeah, UFC history at for least. Sure. Um, and then the next year goes up against Carlos Condit. Another fight of another the year. Fight of the year. Um, man, I mean, he's given everything he can. I, I hope that uh, if he still wants to keep going, that's fine. Like, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell someone to retire. But yeah. um, I just hope that if he does, I need to see something. There's got to be something different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely, my prediction was Robbie Lawler first round knockout. And that was definitely, uh, you know, me being a big fan. I can't hate on it, though. But for his next fight, I can't keep doing that if I don't see something different. Well, and it's like... And I just mean, like, is, is it a camp change? Is there just some sort of mental difference in him? Well, and, like, if he fights again, 
It'd have to be like an up and coming non ranked dude at this point. Yeah, I mean he's not gonna be ranked so after like, this. Is there really a reason? I, I just I yeah. love the guy. I know you you he's like one of your favorites of all time, but yeah. like there comes a point where you just have to know. Yeah. But on yeah. the other end, Neil, Neil Magny, Magny. I just wanna shout out to him. He looked great. He looked um going into like this fight, a, Robbie Lawler ranked thirteenth. Neil Magny 14th, so you would assume they would uh, swap, basically. Yes. Or at least Magny will be 13th, maybe yeah. even 12th. You got Nate Diaz at 12. But, yeah, honestly, I'd put him uh, at 12 because he ain't fighting. So. Uh, so what's next for Neil here? Jeff Neil. Yeah, Jeff Neil. Neil fights Neil. <laughs> Neil versus uh, Neil. This is the fight that was originally scheduled to happen last night, or Saturday night. Um, so I think that's definitely what's next. Hopefully Jeff Neil's getting healthy from that bad infection that he had. He's healing up. That dude's a savage. So those two together could be a great fight. I think it definitely happens before the end of the year. And uh, that's what makes sense rankings-wise and just because, again, this was what was scheduled. It fell through. So now let's rebook it. And it, uh, if you're Magni, it's still a guy ranked ahead of you, so you're not like losing out on an opportunity. Yeah, it'll be a big fight for him because if he beats Jeff Neal, you're talking top ten, basically. Yeah, well, I think you and I had a... Uh, decent little fight lined up. Let me pull up the rankings here really fast. What are we at? What are we at? What are we at? Right here. So basically we're saying that he fights uh, Jeff Neal next, right? Yep. And then um, we were watching you know, a video getting ready to record today and we think that a good matchup would actually be Michael Chiesa. Yeah. Because so, Chiesa kind of like made a video like yeah, kind of being like he was on the commentary. Almost like the eyebrow time. raise like, oh okay, I see you. Like yeah. He's on his radar type thing. So I think honestly... This is like planning way into the future. Yeah. But him and Jeff Neal fight next. Honestly, the winner of that fight, regardless of who it is, could fight Kiesa, who's ranked eighth. Yeah. There you go. There's your next two fights yeah. for both those guys. Yeah, I don't know if Kiesa, what's next for him, but ultimately I, I compared their careers in the last Yeah, episode. I think that's an awesome matchup. I said I compared Kiesa and um, Magny. Neil Magny's career, so I feel like I want to see that now just because Kiesa kind of like, you know, I was, like, taking notice, I guess is what you might call it. Just yeah. throwing a little feeler out there. And Jeff Neal is no, like, walk in the park. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can tell you right now. steel for a reason. I can tell you right now that if, if the Magny-Jeff Neal fight happens next, I will be picking Jeff Neal in that fight. I can tell you that with the utmost confidence. And that's the thing. So, like, are we going to get the Magny from Saturday night? Because yeah. yeah. if he comes out, this dude can beat a lot of guys yeah. in this division. Yeah. So... Definitely, yeah. I think. Do we both agree that's the next fight, Jeff yeah, Neal? Yeah, I definitely. Um, I don't want to like. I, I like you know. I don't want to just say something uh, somebody else just to say it. I mean, I yeah. definitely think that's next. They, pretty sure Jeff even said after his fight, or wait, not Neil Magny yeah. said after his fight uh, Saturday that um, that was who he wants to reschedule that fight. So good on him because that is no easy fight for him. And one last thing on Magny. Okay. Shout out Neil Magny. He now moves into second place all time in welterweight wins in UFC history with 17. Only behind. Tell him who it is. George St. Pierre. Who, who's George St. Pierre? Uh, probably my goat. Well, He's oh, yeah, my yeah. best fighter of all yeah. time. Nine title defenses, 26-2. Right. and two. Yeah. You know, no big deal. No big deal. Two Wait, more wins, Neil past, Magny is tied with him. Just moved past another one of my favorite fighters of all time, Matt Hughes, on the all-time wins yeah. list in that division. Which, for those of you who don't know who Matt Hughes is, he was the guy before GSP. That's a guy that could be on people's top ten list. If GSP um, didn't just take that division to a whole other level, didn't take, you know, wasn't who he was, yeah. uh, we would still probably look at Matt Hughes as being the go to that division, in my yeah. opinion. I think he kind of gets overlooked from the time period he was fighting in, you know, early 2000s. But, God, what a beast he was. And now Magny, yeah, out so of like, all people, Neil Magny passes. Again, how much has Neil Magny slept on? Yeah. So now it's the time. He's still only 33 years old. I know, it's crazy. This could be the run. This could be the final, like run here you know what i mean yeah. so is he finally gonna crack that top 10 mm-hmm. get that top five you know whatever we'll see this this could be it for him i'm very excited to see yeah I, I i basically challenged him in a way i said like yeah. once he gets right on the cusp he'll get knocked down i yeah. said is this gonna be another one of those times yep but that's a big challenge with uh jeff neal 
Yeah. I think that could be a fight night headliner, potentially. I think it could Depending be. on who else they put yeah, on the card. I mean, if they, they could, they've been doing, you know, the fight night headliners, sure you want them to be big. Like And Magny's headlined fight night before, I'm pretty sure. So like, I think he did with Ponzinibbio. Yeah. That's so. not a great fight for him. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, all in all, I'm excited to see where his career goes next for Robbie. I, I don't want to really predict another fight for him. No, because I, I think it's time. I think it's time. Hang him up. Uh, future Hall of Famer, obviously, so yep. respect. Giving his all to the sport and to the fans. Yeah, but it is sad. And I think this next, our main event, is going to be a little sad talking about this, too. Cause, uh, um, this was tough. Well, in this per, in this co-main, I did pick Robbie Lawler by first-round knockout. You said Neil Magny by decision. Yeah. Very smart pick on your bet. So we're both 2-2. Two and two. So we're both... Two or 1-2. and, and two. Two. Wait, 2-1. Two and one. Sorry. I picked Ricardo <laughs> Lamas, Alexa Grasso. We're both 2-1. and one. Yeah, 2-1. and one. <laughs> And then the main event here. Yeah. So I think I got the nod here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alexander Rakic ends up getting a decision, a dominating decision yeah, win over Lionheart. To say the least. Anthony Smith. 30-26 um, and then 30-27 on two other scorecards. Yeah, that's, uh, that's giving Smith the benefit of the doubt <laughs> yeah. there. Overall, um, Dom, what were your thoughts on this fight and kind of like as an Anthony Smith fan, sucked. Tough. Um, but as just a fan in general, what a performance. And I know people are going to hate on him. Oh, he just laid on top of Anthony like he didn't do anything. But you got to think about it. If you go back and watch this fight in that first round, it starts standing, right? Obviously, every fight, every round starts standing. Rakic's kicks are some of the most powerful kicks I've seen in the light heavyweight division in recent memory. Um, he dropped Anthony early with brutal brutal late kicks um, and from there controlled the whole first round he just held top control didn't really land too much damage in the first outside of the kicks um, he goes into the second round more of the same lands a couple kicks Anthony just Anthony I think realized how hard of a kicker he is and that he just couldn't deal with it so Anthony being the you know submission specialist really that he is it gets slept on but he's got 12 wins by submission in his career he wanted to go to the ground and try and get a submission. Well, Rakic wasn't going to let that happen. So more of the same in round two. This time I actually scored a 10-8. So I've got Rakic up 2-0. Anthony Smith needs a finish going into the third round because this was only a three-round main event. Then we go into the third round. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now on my notepad again, I've got Rakic's kicks are unreal in all caps. Yeah. This dude could kick a tree in half, I'm convinced. He's... It was brutal. Those leg kicks are insane. Brutal. So he dominates again the third round. I actually I gave him a 10-8 round in the second and the third. I had it 30-25 for Rakich. Yeah. So being that they gave him 30-26 and then two 30-27s is crazy because I know 10-8s don't get just handed out, but to me, he had two 10-8 rounds. Um, and then just final little bullet point here on my list. We thought that the strike difference between Magny and Lawler was bad. This was 136 strikes landed for Rakic. 20 strikes landed for Anthony Smith. Mm-hmm. So, I'll yeah, let it was you a, take it. It was a rough night to be a Lion. Yeah, it, it was not good. <laughs> uh, when you have a nickname like Lionheart, there's a, a uh, expectation <laughs> to be this like gritty, like fucking like hang in there. It, it, it like, didn't look like he heart. had that heart last night. He, you keep it, saying it, that. Like I mean, I, man, I, Dom, I, like, come on now. It looked like he didn't want to be in there. That's all Dom, I'm saying. That's that's. I think you're not. I don't think you're giving Anthony quite the the credit there because he got beat up, man. I mean, yeah, but it like, happens. This is a guy that's really good on the ground and just didn't really like. I don't want to say he didn't try, but he just looked so defeated. I think he was. He was defeated. Yeah, so, but I don't think it was that he didn't want to be in there. I think it was uh, just there was nothing he could do. It's it's tough. Anthony Smith, man. I know. That's the, the dude's been fighting for years. I know. He's lost sixteen other times, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I doubt I doubt this was the one that made him go, I don't want to be in there anymore. That's it all que- I'm it made him question his ability to fight at two oh five. Well, I can see why, because <laughs> Rakich you know, yeah. I might have to might have to might have to adjust my uh prediction Listen, for my heavyweight champ by this time next year. I just want to say they said at the the pre-fight where they do like the tail of the tape, it said they were both six foot four. No, 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 no. no. 
because Anthony Smith is a legit 6'4", because when he fought John Jones, they were almost eye to eye. Mm -hmm. Rakich, every bit of 6'6", at least. This dude is massive. Yeah. I, 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 he really, like, and his legs shook are me insane. His, his legs are super thick. He's really muscular in his kicks. I can't say enough about his kicks. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, all in all, man. I mean, what a performance for him. Yeah, I mean, he really wasn't able was. to finish the fight, and I think a lot of that was because Anthony was just doing anything he could to like, yeah, stay alive, stay alive. And it wasn't pretty. I mean, some of those takedown attempts were pretty yeah. uh, ugly looking. But his, that's what happens when you're. When you get your legs taken out His and you're trying legs. to go for a takedown, man, <laughs> yeah. that that that's the worst recipe. That's what, like, that's why it's like a it's like a give and take, right? So mm-hmm. when a when a striker doesn't want to be taken down, you take out the legs of the of the wrestler. Yeah. But when you go for a leg kick, the wrestler will try to grab it and therefore take you down. So yeah. you know it's like a uh, it was a battle that he was getting the upper hand on more times than not. Not that Anthony Smith is some wrestler. Yeah, name, as soon but, as Smith got dropped by leg kicks in the first, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. This is going to be a long fight. Yeah, you can't was, fight without your legs. Yeah, it was a long one. I'm glad that it wasn't uh, I'm glad it wasn't five rounds because yeah. I, I don't think that fight was going to be finished. I think Rakich didn't want to leave himself uh, susceptible to any yeah. sort well, of – Well, like, if, uh, if Anthony – would have tried to continue fighting on the feet instead of going for those like I don't want to say mediocre, but like they just weren't good shots. For yeah, takedowns. I mean it was he was just throwing whatever he could to um, stay alive. So basically. really, Rakich would stuff it and then end up on top. But like, had the fight stayed standing, I really believe Alexander would have probably finished the yeah, fight. Yeah, he fought somehow. a very smart fight. Yeah. I mean, just very technical. He probably could have finished the fight by leg kicks. If he had gotten a little more aggressive, which I usually like to see, I will say, I think he would have been able to finish it. But yeah. I think he was fighting smart, which good on him because he is coming off of a loss. And, you know, he's a guy like in this current light heavyweight division. This was a big win. It was a big win this because huge. now, and this will kind of segue into like matchmaking here. He really is right there. He's literally a, a fight away from potentially yep. being a title. One a title fight. fight. One win. That's all it is. And for me, um, so we have Blahovich versus Reyes coming up. Yep. Uh, Next month in September. Almost this month. <laughs> last day of a, a last day of August. And also coming up, we have Tiago Santos going up against Glover Teixeira. That's number two versus yep, number so four. So one through four in the division is booked. Um, I'm going to throw an interesting choice at you here. I think I know what you're going to say. I want to see Alexander Rakic versus Yuri Prochaka. Yep, I knew it. I was just talking to JP about uh, Prochaka uh, last night, actually, as we were watching that the fights fight together. That fight would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. Talk he, about two guys JP with a lot of really hype behind them. Yeah. And they kind of are different styles. Jiri, from what I've seen of him, very wild. Yeah. But, like, also, he's, like, wild because he knows how, like, precise he is. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, like a shout-out to the weekend, like a, some beauty behind the madness almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? While uh, Rakic is much more... Uh, reserved and technical. Very technical. So and I when think he it, finds that shot, I think it's a very interesting style matchup. Yeah. Um, I know you were. If you want to, if he wants, if uh, Rakich wants to take some more time, then that opens up the loser of this title fight. Yeah. Uh, coming up in September, or the loser of uh, Santos and Teixeira. Um, all in all, man. I mean, there's a is a laundry list there. I mean, yeah. hell, even I know he's probably going to be looking to move forward, not back, but I mean. Johnny Walker and Ryan Spann are about to fight. Yep. If one of those guys makes a big showing, maybe they're tossed up into the top eight conversation. That's very true. Um, so there's a lot of options, especially now that John the boogeyman John Jones is gone yeah. from that division. So now that division's just been opened up for the taking, which is why it's probably the most exciting division right now to be watching. Yeah, I agree. Was there anything else you wanted to add for Rakich there? I think... So the way I'm just playing out the division in my head. Mm-hmm. So we've got Reyes and Jan, so number one, number three, fighting for the vacant title right. next month. Then we have number two and number four, Tiago versus Glover fighting. That's in October, I think. Sounds right. I think it's in October. So I see it as the winner of Glover, Tiago, gets the number one contender the next title fight against the winner of Dominic and Jan. So then I think for Rakic, who's probably going to just move to number five, I would assume. After having a dominant performance, I would assume he moves all the way up to five. 
I would think that he could fight either the loser of Santos Glover, but what I actually want to see more, the more that I like play the division out in my head, I would like to see him fight the loser of Reyes and Jan. Both make sense, but like if we're talking like a for sure guarantee win one more fight and you get a title, then I would fight the loser of Reyes and Blakovich. But other, your fight with Yuri would be awesome. I'm not saying that. I think be. that's a fight that's going to happen at some point. Yeah. Both those guys are young and yeah. on their way up. So. You can only avoid each other. Not, God, not like what a, a title fight that would be. Because yeah. now I'm looking at Rakic and I'm like, hmm. Tiago, you may not be champion this time next year. I'm like, man, Rakic looked so uh, impressive. Well, I, I really would like to see Dominic and uh, yeah, Rakic. If you're talking about technical. Technical striking. Yeah. That's going to be another version of a heavier version of Whitaker and uh, Darren Till. Yeah, and in that fight, I think like you probably give Rakic the power um, power advantage. Power but advantage, Reyes but might Reyes even have is... a technique advantage just because yeah. that dude's so technical with yeah. the striking. That would be fun. On the other end, Anthony Smith, tough loss. Yeah, uh, back tough back to back losses. Man. I would like to see him take some time here. Um, I don't even know if I want to see him fight. He's again. had a lot of fights. I don't know if I want to see him fight. Like before the end of the year, yeah. Like he didn't take he didn't take near the amount of time he needed after that to share a loss. I don't think. And like the good thing is, like yes, the strikes were one thirty six to twenty, but at the end of the day, the damage he actually took last night wasn't as bad as against Glover. Don't you think that's safe to say? Glover beat him up pretty bad. Yeah, I mean it's a different animal because with Glover it was like very visible on the face. Yeah. But with Rakich, it was a lot of leg damage. Yeah. So um, overall, that's the leg damage doesn't necessarily uh, show near as uh, yeah. obviously. So there's no telling what kind of injury he might have got from some of those kicks. I don't want Anthony to like jump back this is, in there. This is the first time he's lost two fights in a row since 2013. Like, like we know this guy is a stud. We know what he can do. Right. So he was just. He was very, uh, like, distraught, I guess, in the post-fight presser. He he said a statement like, I really need to take a step back and see what's, like, next for my career. I guess he talked about how he felt so undersized against Rakich. But really, like, how other many people in this division are that big? Like, I feel like everybody else, Anthony, size-wise, matches up pretty well. I mean, he matched up decently well with John Jones. Yeah. Like, I think it just shows how big this guy is, Rakich, yeah, man. Yeah, Rakich like, is a freak. So, I... I don't want him to go back to 185. Like, yeah, that was basically career, what he was saying. He was basically saying he might go back to 185. I just think he's really big. I think this is ultimately uh, the emotions. He might I think it's yeah. the emotions of the moment talking. I agree. I think he'll stay at light heavyweight. But yeah, I, I, I don't want to see him like, rush back into yeah. a fight. Yeah. If I had to predict who might be next for him, he might be the guy that gets the winner of Walker Ryan Spann yeah. and Johnny Walker. Now talk about hell of a fight that would be. Yeah. Um, even like Misha Serkinov, I mean, he's definitely going to be fighting back. He's going to be trying because, you know, he's probably outside the top five after this. Yeah. And uh, it's just like. Even, I mean. Two fights ago, Anthony Smith dominated Gustafson. So, they, like, I he, know it sucks has he to fought lose. Uzdemir? Yeah, he beat Uzdemir yeah, by right. submission. Okay, okay. I, I thought so, but I, cause I was about to say Vulcan. But. So, like, if you're Smith, take some time. It sucks to lose, and I think it was a lot of emotions last night too. Yeah. But like, you know, he's got a family. He's got you know his kids. He's been around for a while. He has a lot of fights, dude. That was his 49th fight last yeah. night. So like, just take some time. Think about it. Get get your head back in the right space. I understand. I think is what's most important. In his perspective, though, that it's like it's not like he has a ton of time left. Yeah. So I I get it. Like it's harder. It's it's easier said than done when it comes to like oh take some time. Well, that's but, what's crazy too. He has forty nine fights and he's only thirty two. I know. I that's keep forgetting crazy, that he's only thirty two. Man, 32. like, but and those fights take a toll. See, that's the thing is it's never you know we talked about like I talk about Randy Couture a lot. Yeah. A guy who won the belt in his almost mid forties. It's because he didn't. But that's have also a guy fights. that didn't start fighting professionally until exactly. his early 30s. Then you look at a guy like Anthony Smith, he literally like walked into a subway, saw a fight poster when he was like mm-hmm. 16 years old, yeah. and went and fought on an amateur card a couple days later. Yeah. He's been fighting for 16 years, and he's still only 32, which is a lot of fighters' primes. Yeah. So like, Ultimately, it's not always the age. A lot of times it's the wear and tear yeah. from those fights behind yeah. you. So he's definitely at the tail end of his, I would say, peak or I don't even know if it's peak he's at the 
He's definitely towards the end of like his time in. Uh, yeah, he in could the... like he could potentially put together one more string of wins, but if he doesn't, then ultimately he probably can't make it back to the title. You know, so this is this is a crucial time for yeah, him. Yeah, it's a in shame too that like right when he kind of got he finally kind of got almost like a star type status underneath him, and then it's like he. Like it was right after he like hit his peak, and then it's yeah. like he's going down. I now. think they said last night this was his sixth or seventh straight um, main event headline. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Most, I mean, all of them are fight nights except for the one with John. Yeah, but still, that's crazy, dude. I mean, he he pulls viewers, I would say, because everybody loves to watch him fight at yeah. the end of the day. So yeah. take some time. I I love Lionheart. Overall, I, I don't want to sound like. I wasn't trying to talk bad about him when he first well, started Well, I know you're disappointed because you're a big fan. Like, I'm not saying he, like, quit or, like, didn't have the fighting spirit. What it reminded me of was when, like, Stephen A. Smith went on and said Cowboy Cerrone Yeah, quit. I don't want to come off as that way because that's not how I want to sound. Because I don't like when people say that about fighters. But I think, know. like, it was one of those fights where he realized, like, I'm outmatched. I think that's how... I think he was defeated. Yeah. Like, he felt like there was nothing he could do. Yeah, that's what it was. Which sucks, because you feel like there probably is something you can do there, but he didn't have the game plan ready for it or whatever it might yeah. be. So, I think he can definitely bounce back, but get your get your head in the right space, take some yeah. time away, see what's on the drawing board. Yeah. But for Rakich, man, hats off to that dude. Yeah. Like, what a performance. And Bright future, I think. Yeah. And that's uh, UFC Vegas 8. That is. Overall. Weird one. There's only four fights. Yeah. Overall, decent decent uh, main card. A uh, bit disappointing with the last two fights that it was so one-sided. Yeah. Not just because our guys. <laughs> it was really like our guys there. Yeah. Like Robbie Lawler and then Anthony Smith. So not just because they lost, but also just the fights didn't really live up to what they could have been on paper. Which, yeah. again, goes back to my classic saying of fights aren't made on paper. They're made yeah. in the octagon. Yeah. So, all in all, a decent night of fights. Um, but yeah, moving ahead now. Yeah. The rest of the week. Hump day is going to be a good one this week. <laughs> Wednesday, special video These time. These special episodes, we're, we're nailing them. And guess what? Y'all are getting the rules right now. Here are the rules. I hope you guys are still tuned so, in because this is important. Off, first off. We might have to like post the, an Instagram and everything about the rules. The first episode yes. of Versus. It's going to be a series. Yep. A series of because wow. me and Dom love the matchmake. We yeah. love to like think about what's next for these guys. Yeah, we don't like we don't just matchmake when we get done watching a card. Mm-hmm. We're constantly, every time we're together, like, oh, what about this? What about this? Yeah. This is gonna be fun. So we're gonna be building our own fight card, yes. our own pay per view fight card. Yes, um, five fights, main card, maximum of two title fights. So you cannot go over two. Yep. Uh, if you include Conor McGregor, he must be the main event. <laughs> Meaning that basically your title fights kind of have to be at a lesser weight class. Yeah, because that's mean, usually it, how we they have do to it. do things realistic. You yeah, know? yeah. You can put Conor in there, and sure, that'll be a big card, but you might be uh, might be hindering something. your rest of your. Fight. Yeah, yeah. So um, after that, you have a maximum of four top. Ten, additionally, outside the title fights, four top ten fighters. So basically, two of your fights can be completely top ten, or you can get a little creative and do like one of those fights be a top ten versus an eleven yeah. through fifteen, like a number them. eleven versus a number seven. Yeah, and then your fifth fight can also be yeah. a number eight versus number twelve. Yeah, or something. exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, and then after that, you have unlimited unranked and eleven through fifteen fighters you can use. Yeah, unlimited. Um, this also uh, just to kind of make everybody understand like how we're, we're doing this from. I would say that this would be like us booking the end of the year card. Yeah, we could look at it that way. Um, but ultimately, we're taking into account their current standing. Yeah, this is the most important. So piece. it's um, it's based on where they're at now. Yeah. So like, it's not like I'm going to be booking Robbie Lawler as champion to yeah. be my headliner. Yeah, ever. these aren't like fantasy make believe. No, like they're it's, realistic. It's, re- it's based on where they're at now. However, we're not taking into account their current matchup. Right. So like, if we wanted to put Dominic Reyes against Tiago Santos. Yeah. We can, because we're looking at it as if Reyes and Blakovich. Ultimately, fighting. we just want to put together the most exciting card. Yeah. Regardless of who's winning, who's losing. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I'm very excited to do that. It's just going to be me versus you, and you guys are going to be able to decide who wins. That You guys are the deciding factor at the end of the day for right. this episode and this yeah. series for yeah, however so long. We're we definitely do. going out on a limb here because we're really trying to boost that engagement. Yes. So if there's an episode, if there would be an episode to start uh, being engaged more with us on the social media and on the YouTube comments, this would be the one. Yes. Well, uh, I'll try and like. You know, maybe do an Instagram post specifically for this episode, like getting you guys ready, because like we're gonna need you to decide it, whether it's YouTube comments or on our Instagram, right? Or just texting us, like in general, like whoever. But we need to tally the votes, so on Friday we can announce uh, who won the first yep. uh, series against yep. each other. Uh, and then that takes us to Friday, to Friday. Yeah. where we will have, I believe, it's UFC Vegas 9, I'm assuming. UFC Vegas 9. Yeah, and uh, our main event, heavyweight action. Heavyweight banger. Yeah, Alistair Overeem, the the, the, the uh, ageless wonder. Yeah, 46 wins. Going up against a very young up-and-comer in Augusto Sakai. 15-1. and one. Yeah, so uh, that fight is going to be very exciting. This could be a passing of the torch. Um, Just saying. And we'll be breaking down that whole main card. Uh, still, I think we're still kind of waiting to see what the some main card is going to be. I know the OSP in Minifield is supposed to be yeah, there. So that'll be something we'll get to talk about again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll just repeat. Hopefully, our, uh, hopefully this time. When we talk about these, these fights, yeah, no, everything could just stay the same. One time, we man. literally record on Thursdays. That's two days. Yeah, we can all, Yeah, we we delay as long as we can to get the episode out on Friday. Like, yeah, we record on Thursdays, and yet both days, <laughs> the announcement that a fight has gotten canceled happened like three hours after the video goes live. Yeah, sucks. Crazy, but all. But in we all, hope you guys still enjoy yeah, the breakdown. Yeah. But so all in all, uh, excited to break that down with you, Dom, on Friday. Yep. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So go ahead and tell the people where they can find you on social media. You can find me personally at dcelie fourteen on Twitter and Instagram. As always, you already know what's coming. Our personal or not not personal, our podcast Instagram can be found at below average Joe's. Uh, underscore podcast and again if you're on our channel like on your uh, phone or on your computer there's a direct link that will take you to our Instagram uh, on our like discussion or about me page so mm-hmm. check that out awesome and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ntbaker underscore and with that we're out and we'll see y'all on 